0: You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa.
1: Five points from Luka Doncic. Top 25 college basketball. Number four Houston wins at Texas, 76-72 in overtime. Number seven Duke defeats Virginia Tech on the road, 77-67.
2: And good morning. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Inside the Locker Room 205-342-9904 is the phone number. If you'd like to get in on the show with us this morning, the X accounts at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email for the show is Barry at yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone and you can take us with you any where you go as we get started here, we want to thank a great sponsor, uh, throughout the show, but especially in this seven o'clock hour and all the, it has to last, it has to be tough with stem the elements year after year. When it comes to building outdoors, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand pressure treated pine from great southern wood for projects that stand up against mother nature's best. Be sure to head down to your local dealer for Yellowwood brand pressure treated pine, the lumber that protects against rot. Fungal Decay and Termite Attack. Get only the best for your next backyard project. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Also coming Wednesday, Thursday, I'm sorry, uh, we'll have a new sponsor. We've, Dad and I have been talking with them. I talked with them again yesterday and Bright Bank will be on board with us. We look forward to bringing Bright Bank on. We'll talk more about those guys starting on Thursday. So if you want to, sponsor with us, you can shoot me an email, Whip and Barry at Yahoo dot We got a few spots open, but we appreciate Bryant Bank uh coming on board with us uh starting February one. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh
3: doing okay. Uh coaches are moving around like uh, players do now in the transfer portal. Uh, DJ Durkin is uh undoubtedly Ron Roberts was let go. He's going to Florida as a defensive guy at uh, Auburn, but uh, D.J., who's been, uh, I think, a lot of places, A&M, Ole Miss, and Florida, I know for sure, and he's very good. Is uh, coming in as the defensive coordinator with Charles Kelly, who will be the co. Charles is out at uh, Colorado. Um, I talked to Jimmy Rain about him one time. He thinks a lot of him. He played at Auburn, I believe, coached at Alabama, a uh, very, very good recruiter. So those two gentlemen will be heading up the defense at Auburn. Uh, at Auburn and Alabama, uh, at, uh, Auburn again on, on offensive coordinator. What they've done with the offensive coordinator, they've hired an offensive coordinator, but he's not going to call plays. <laughs> they hired Derek Nix, who uh, he worked with with uh, Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss. Um, kind of a, a title without uh, being able to really call the stuff. So I think I think Derek Nix may get he might he might get the calls for the bad calls and. Whatever. Anyway, that's quite different. Um, It's already mentioned that Houston beat Texas. Houston, uh, uh, Texas got a really a bad non-call in that game in in overtime, which was hurtful to them. And uh, Duke beat Virginia Tech. Uh, The Chiefs. If you're a betting man and you're trying to bet on the game uh, Sunday week, the Chiefs have lost their key pass rusher. Uh, which is uh, really, I know it's not the quarterback and a running back, but it's a big deal, and he will not be playing because of injury. Uh, tonight, South Carolina and Tennessee will play uh, at 5.30. Uh, should be a Tennessee win, although South Carolina has improved a great deal. And then after that, the uh, State goes over to Ole Miss at 7 o'clock, on both of these on the SEC Network. I mentioned tomorrow night, we'll talk about it tomorrow, Alabama's at Georgia at 5.30 a uh, pretty early game for people around here, 6.30 over there. And Vanderbilt entertains Auburn, and that game is not till 8 o'clock. And for whatever reason, that game is on ESPN, too, so whatever. Um, let's see. Uh, today we're going to have Ben Roberts on at 8 o'clock, uh, just a tad after it, just as they can get through the commercial, who is the basketball writer for the University of Kentucky because we, we feel like we need to have some people that uh, own like that. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens right now. Missouri and Vanderbilt um, are at the very bottom of the, of the league. Um, have not won a game. Can you believe it? Arkansas always one in six, and the two teams at the top have only only lost one game. That's Alabama and Auburn. Um, devarus I'm not sure. I think I'm not pronouncing that quite right. I know Sanders, or everybody calls me that rather than Sanderson. Is going to be the director of scouting for, uh, Caitlin DeBoer. Um, you know, they, these guys have got to, in my opinion, that's fine for having the director of, of schedule of, of, uh, recruiting to tell you where the games are and, and, and sort of organize it. But the big thing is that each, each, uh, each coach for Caitlin better be darn sure he recruits his, his side of his, his area. Uh, the way they recruited the area that they had when they were under coach. Uh this is a this this director recruiting is fine it's a fine title. It's it's good for organization because these guys come in there and they don't know where SIPSY is from wherever. But uh it's darn sure that they they've got to get there and, and visit these people and that I think that's the important thing. Um Barry Dam lost a tough game last night. Didn't ask him to talk about it until until I was getting through with this, and I'm through with it, and uh, he can make any comments he wishes.
2: I oh, just uh, played uh, over at Bryant. Uh, we didn't. Uh, we defended and rebounded really well all year. We didn't really defend and rebound. Uh, it was uh, not as bad as the score looks, but uh, at the end, we tried to press them a little bit and gave up some uh, some layups. But uh, that's we got one more game, uh, regular season game that is Thursday against Pip County at Senior Night, and then. The area tournament will start next week out at Bryant. We'll play Hillcrest. Uh, I'm not sure the time of the game yet. Uh, and Paul Bryant will play Central. So uh, that is that. Uh, the Senior Bowl, uh, that is going on down in Mobile. The game is uh, February 3rd. Uh, I'm looking here. Justin, help me here. Maybe you know. I see three Alabama players that are participating. Uh, yeah. Will Riker, Justin, a boy... Right and Chris Braswell. So the top guys, the uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry and Dallas Turner, and those guys are not uh, going to be in it. Uh, but I know Coach always made an appearance down at the Senior Bowl just to kind of rub elbows and shake hands with NFL people. Uh, two things. Uh, is that something Coach DeBoer needs to do? And will Coach Saban make an appearance that, in your opinion, over at Mobile and support these three guys that are there currently. There is he on the golf tour too much and won't have time. Uh, he's playing, with yeah, I team. think he
3: will. I, and I think Kalen the more will also probably be some. I, uh, I, I don't say this, not am not saying this ugly, uh, but the senior bowl has slipped a little bit, and as far as interest and so forth, you get to play in that. And one of the things that happens to you is that when you play in it, if you get in there and really work, you're getting a better look by the pros. They The scouts are there, and you get in there and slop around, it hurts you. So you got to get in there, and pros can say, you know, he's a little quicker than I thought he was. Or he plays, you know, this, that, and the other. So uh, to answer your question, I would say both of them both drop by there, yes.
2: Yeah, so Coach has been uh, – they showed him – playing golf down in palm beach in some charity deal uh, i didn't even know travis scott i didn't even know who he was i guess he's some real famous rapper he was playing with but there's a lot of people there playing shows oh coach uh good for him man he's uh he ain't gonna sit around <laughs> he's enjoying his time away it looks like he's teeing it up pretty much every day um and so, um, he's like, y'all can have this thing up here at Tuscaloosa. I wonder if he even, you think you'll get down there, dad, enjoy playing golf? Can I enjoy that and say, so, you know, I don't know if I'm ever going to go to that office up there at Bryant, Then not he? pretty nice down here in, uh, in Jupiter, Florida. A lot of golf courses. I had a lot of things I want to do. I may come on that office. I don't know if I'm ever going to go up to that office. You well, think, I, we think coach is going to ever come back?
3: Now, he'll he'll come by occasion, but let me say this too, Barry. It's just it's it's difficult, or more difficult on on his wife than it is him. Yeah, it is. You can. You, I, I just sense it, and I, I learned some things. It, it just it just is. Um, there she's used to, you know, being around a lot of people. And when they were at uh, LSU and decided to go to the pros, uh, they did that and. I minute mean, they got to the pros it wasn't much raw rah stuff or fun stuff for her and so the Alabama job came open and coached and, and Mal went down there um she was a, a big leg on let's get back to where it's raw rah and so she's gonna miss that some and it's gonna be uh not it's not gonna be easy for him as the days go by uh and, and as we get closer to football that'd be very difficult
2: for her I get um uh For him, you know, they got so many goth things going on down there and people reaching out to him to come play. So he goes and missed... I mean, I don't mean this ugly, but nobody in Jupiter, Florida knows or cares about Miss Terry. Uh, They don't even know who she is. So she's sitting around trying to figure out where I'm going to go get my nails done. I'm not a part of this bridge club i don't have it so she's yep. not where she's a big deal yep. here in tuscaloosa yep, i agree and jupiter she don't know anybody i don't think and so it's yeah <laughs> i think it is going to be a little more de- and yeah, coach, correct me everybody, I thought that. everybody knows coach and they're going to want him to come play yep. and he's going to go she ain't going with him to the golf course jupiter
3: uh, is only is jupiter not on the uh east side of florida
2: it's right above uh West Palm Beach.
3: Uh, I was wondering. I had thought. I thought he had bought a pl- this place he had bought was on was on the west side of Florida, and I don't believe Jupiter's on the west side. I think I've got that. Yeah, Jupiter's
4: Jupiter. on
3: the other side, not on yeah, the west on side. On the east. He used to
4: own that house on the. West side of Florida, but then it got taken out by the hurricane. Yes.
3: Yeah, so okay. I wanted. I knew. I knew he bought that place down on the west side of Florida because he had that with the one at George.
2: Georgia. What are we going to do with the place at Lake Burton? We going ever go there now? Or what are we doing there? We got a nice no lake idea. house there, don't we, Justin? I don't know. Any females listening? Uh, call in. Uh, we're worried about Miss Terry. Uh, Miss Terry not having a lot to do. She probably don't play golf. Uh She's got no charity work down there, and she goes to the grocery store, and nobody's bragging on her and Coach Saban. Not easy. Uh, not easy. It's bad. really not. I mean, it's kind of sad, uh, to be honest. You know, that's the, the I brought it up. <laughs> it's just not easy. She'll find her way, uh, but, you know, people down there, they're all, you know, they're all well off, Uh and so... He, uh, but he's found his niche. It looks like he's teeing it up every day and, um, so good, good for him, uh, in that situation. Alright, we take this break, we get back, uh, we got uh, a couple calls coming in here. 205-342. 9904. Kevin Skarbanski join us at the bottom of the hour. Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com Look at that new inventory. The 2024s are in. The Grand Highlands are beautiful SUV. They got all the trucks that you want out there. The RAVs. Uh, the Camrys do you a great job uh, there when you get in there. to helping you from start to finish with financing, whatever you need. If you want to go to the website, com, you can look at everything right there. Also, schedule a service. Swing so by Skyland Boulevard today. See David DeSantis, Justin Troll, and tell them that WIMP and Barry sent you. Listen, Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama sports.
5: Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns and Nissan Traffic Center. We're seeing a bit more volume on the roadway now as we move into the seven o'clock hour, but no big problems for the time being. Twenty fifty nine from Foster's out to Cottondale. The drive along McFarland Boulevard coming in from Coker as you pass up Lurling Wallace U of A and down to the I twenty. You're moving well, light volume throughout the area, and no big problems for the moment. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Tuesday
6: morning. There still have been no arrests reported in that armed robbery at Mills Pharmacy in Brookwood yesterday. Brookwood police say two armed black males entered the pharmacy on Highway 216 across from Brookwood Elementary. They restrained staff at the pharmacy and stole drugs before fleeing the scene of a Black Honda Accord. There were no injuries, but police are asking anyone with information to... I guarantee. Tax. Support. To find... 511, 511, morning kick. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Tax
7: fees may apply
6: Nice warm up today. The sky partly to mostly sunny. The high 61. Tonight becoming cloudy. There could be a few sprinkles around. The low at 36. Tomorrow sunny and cooler. The high 52. And Thursday a sunny day with a high at 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 30 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Roll Tide, the best sports talk period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9.
1: Yeah. Yeah. People
2: dream high in the quiet of the night You know that i it There's a little Taylor Swift uh, We'll see a little Taylor Swift Everybody's complaining about Taylor Swift But people spend like half their show talking about her uh, So I don't know, we do too So I was all right uh, But Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want to get right to the Yellowwood hotline. Good morning, Tom. How are you?
8: I'm good, Barry. Morning. Uh, good morning, Coach. How are y'all? We're
2: good. How, How are you, buddy?
8: I'm good. Thanks for asking.
2: We're worried um, about, about Miss Terry, Tom.
8: I got a story for you, if you uh, yeah. are so interested. And uh, this was reported uh, several years ago, but it stuck with me as to uh, what a fine individual Miss Terry is and uh, what a fine individual Coach Saban
5: uh, is. And
8: uh, I really admire them for their stance on uh, foster care and adoption and uh, how they speak out on those services. And I admire them for taking that position. But I was going to tell you, Coach was talking about, uh, you have to worry about Miss Terry and, uh, during this retirement thing. And, uh, and I agree with that. Uh, I retired for a little while and my wife said I was driving her crazy. So she called my boss and I'm back at work. And, uh, <laughs> so, uh, and I, I really don't know how that happened. I got to think about that and figure it out one of these days. And, uh, but anyway, uh, Scott, uh, what's his name? And Matt Coulter used to have a radio show in Birmingham. Scott Griffin. Yeah, Scott Griffin. That's, I couldn't think of his last name. And they lucked up when uh, uh, Coach Moore was trying to hire Coach Saban. Everybody was trying to figure out, is he coming? Is he coming? Is he coming? And they lucked up and got one of Miss Terry's best friends from Baton Rouge um, on the radio, and uh, and they were talking to her to her about would she leave South Florida and uh paradise to come back to college and this lady said I'll tell you one thing I'll tell you what I know she said I know one thing she hates living in that South Florida and uh and I'll tell you why she said we went to visit me and uh one of my friends and uh, we I got three kids and friends got two kids and uh we all went down there to Spend a week with Miss Terry, and we went out to this restaurant. And she said it's a fairly nice restaurant we went to. And when we showed up there, we we take our kids everywhere we go. We don't leave them with a babysitter. We take our kids, and Miss Terry liked that. And um, so they show up this restaurant, and the maitre d kind of turns his nose up at them because they got children with them. And Miss Terry noticed that, and she didn't like it. And they went in there and sat down, and the waiter did the same kind of attitude with it. And uh, she said Miss Terry was highly pissed off about the way that they uh, acted toward those uh, ladies and their children. And she said, I'll tell you right now, she can't wait to get the hell out of there. So mm-hmm. she don't like that kind of behavior.
9: There you go.
2: <laughs> you think she's, uh, you know... <laughs> That, and I, you know, when you move around, men kind of, you know, you don't, you don't have to worry about where you're getting your hair done and this, that and the other. Just, you kind of just go and you plug in. And when you take a new coaching job, you go and you immediately go to work. Uh, the wives are the ones that, uh, have a struggle. They're trying to figure it out. Uh, they don't have a built in group they go to immediately. I can see her struggling for a little bit. Uh, don't, can't you, Tom, down there in South
8: Florida? Oh yeah. Russell? Yeah. I think. I think it's much harder on a, on the ladies uh, to make a move than it is the men. Men just kind of go on to go to work, you know, and uh, people at work will tell you this, that, and the other. And these ladies that uh, maybe they're not going to work, they're gonna get the house set up, you know, get organized and everything. They gotta. They kind of got to go from ground zero, right? If
7: I, as I
2: see it, yeah. If you have younger kids, you got to figure out where am I take? Yeah. What, what doctor are we going to use for them? Where am I going to get my yeah, nails that's done? A, that, gotta, hey, that's, a, that's a
8: lot of
5: work.
2: I got to find a church. Uh, I got a lot right? going go on home, uh, here. So
8: <laughs> now I will. I will say this. Now my advice to people to move before you actually move, go visit the community. The first thing we always did was figure out where we're going to go to church. Yeah. That's the first thing we did, and uh, uh, we would visit the church before we moved because my wife said, it wasn't the right kind of church. We we wasn't gonna move. You know what I mean?"
2: Yeah, I heard pa- Patrick Murphy last night on, I guess it was Hey Coach or something, and uh, he was talking about Coach Saban. They go to the same church and. <laughs> Yeah, he wanted to make sure he saw him after he retired, so he waited right there at the door, but he talked about you know how well he said he didn't lose much, but how how well he handled it, like he never made excuses, he didn't blame the field, he didn't blame the officiating he was always very classy uh the way he handled certain situations and those that's hard to do uh now he did not lose much um uh, but uh he was just. Talked about what an icon coach and Miss Terry were, and how much they're going to be missed in this community. But I thought about the losses, and he is pretty professional. He never uh, gets up there and throws a lot of blame, uh, you know, to other people. He takes responsibility, uh, which is probably a, probably the best best way to do. It. He's not a Hugh Freeze when it comes to those uh, situations. I agree,
8: and uh, you know, to to a point that's been made on this show several times, and, and it's his. Desire to learn. You know, that's one of the characteristics about him that I admired most. It didn't matter who he encountered, uh, how low on the totem pole they were or how high they were. He always looked at people like, I can learn something from you. You you know, and I, I y'all brought that up before on this show, and I started watching, That is it's true. Yeah. And, and he goes, you know, and when he would get a situation, he would be like, you know, I can learn something from that, no matter what it was, if it was win, lose, whatever. And uh, whoever he encountered, one example that I swear I'm getting out of the way, Phil uh, Savage, when he worked for uh, the broadcast, Coach Saber got him to do a scouting report every week on the team they were going to play and turn it in on Thursday. Every week. Yeah. And he was just a, a color guy on the radio program, but Coach wanted to know what he thought about the opposing <laughs> team. I yeah. thought that was fascinating
2: to me. Well, he pick up a lot of things from people, and people that know football. He's not, not wasn't afraid to uh, get their opinion. Now He probably didn't use everything, but he probably found you know one or two things in there that he could use to help him. So thank you, Tom. Yeah,
8: hey, thank, thank you. you. I appreciate it.
2: Uh, that also, uh, they set the pro day here. Uh, got several guys, uh, projected Dallas Turner's 10th overall, JC Latham, Terry and Arnold, uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry. And then we talked about Justin and Chris Braswell. Is that something when they have the pro day here, uh, you think coach will be in there? And I don't think, cause I think that's more of, uh, showing support for the guys that are going out. It's still kind of his team. I think he'll be around for the pro days, don't you? The pro day here.
3: Mm, I don't know. I, I really don't. I, I think uh, I think he has a feeling that the, the less that he's around, the better off he is. Uh, I don't know that that I uh, uh, I tried to, um, as you probably know, get Cedric on for two days, and uh, he agreed to be on yesterday, and and uh, then disagreed. It, it was back and forth, and then did answer his
7: phone, and finally text said he couldn't be on, so
2: couldn't be uh, on. Period. No, wouldn't be All right. uh, There you go. So we tried. You tried. uh, So uh, anyway, uh, said All right, uh, we'll take this break. We'll get to uh, Kevin Skarbinski. Two-minute truck there at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth. We're local, out of town, out of state. Let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today, 205-247-5050. Two men in a truck, movers, who care?
10: Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southern Wood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is a pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine protects against bug termite and weather decking fencing play sets whatever you're wanting to build just go to the internet look at-
8: if you want to pay more that's your business if you want to save that's our business tuscaloosa hyundai corner of skyland and hargrove tuscaloosahunday.com
0: Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
2: Back to inside the locker room, pressure treated pile from great southern wood. You're gonna build a fence, the deck, the pergola. You want to build it to last. Only one product to use that's yellowwood. Go to yellowwood.com, put the zip code in, and you can find a dealer that is closest to you. I right, get to the yellowwood hotline. He's a freelance writer, uh, uh he works with the Birmingham Lead. AL.com, also uh, handles the Super Seven in football. We'll be doing the state basketball finals. Uh, here in the next, uh, month or so, uh, Kevin Skarbinski. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Good morning. I'm good, fellas. How are you? I'm good. Go ahead, Deb.
3: Um, I think the, the, the most important thing for Alabama football, um, I need to talk basketball really, but for Alabama football is the, is the hiring of a person to oversee recruiting. Um, I know they don't know where to go because they, they don't know the lay of the land, and it's confusing, but Coach always had each each coach responsible for his area and, brother, if they didn't recruit, they didn't stay long. Uh, I hope that Kalen DeBoer, I think he's a very good person. I think he needs to understand this is not Washington, uh, and it, it is the absolute key to being successful. I don't know if you want to mention, talk about that or not. Well, I'm sure that a number of people have made that clear to him, I hope starting with Nick Saban himself. I would imagine that in their conversation or conversations that Nick has made it clear what Nick made clear to Mal Moore when they were on the plane coming back from South Florida 17 years ago. And if you recall... Nick said something to the effect of, I don't know if I'm, I'm any good as a coach or not, but you just hired yourself a damn good recruiter. And Nick, Nick understood from his time at LSU, the importance of players, the importance of knowing where the players are, establishing relationships to be able to sign those players. And, of course, he also knew, and it's the heart of the reason why he took the job, was because the players were in his backyard. They were in Louisiana, and they were in Texas, and they were in Florida, and they were in Alabama and Mississippi, et cetera. So he learned that very, very quickly, knew it going in, and learned the lay of the land very, very quickly. So that is, I, I think you're spot on, Wimp. I think that's job one for Kalen DeBoer. That's more important than the staff itself. How do they recruit? What is, their, what is the structure of their recruiting operation? And, and that's one of the things that Nick revolutionized, if you will, was the detail that they had involved in recruiting. And what they were looking for specifically, you know, he had each position broken down. You know, this, this, what they were looking for height, weight, uh, speed, size, et cetera, et cetera. Um, how their how they move their feet, how they flip their hips uh, with defensive backs. How many times do we hear him use that phrase when we'd see clips of him coaching the DBs at practice? So, yeah, that's, that, that's the heart of it. If they can't recruit, Close to the level that they have been recruiting, the level that Georgia recruits, the Georgia that LSU—I mean, the level that uh, LSU recruits, et cetera, et cetera—then they're not going to be a success. Well, you better get you better get players with great with great ability, as I used to say. You've never seen a jackass win the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Players not... yeah, I mean I've heard you say I've heard you say it a million ways and a million times. Players win games. Yeah. That's
2: right. Not um, plays. You know, you always hear when you take a job you gotta be yourself, uh you gotta be who you are, and I think that's true to a certain extent. But does Kalen DeBoer, uh coach had the process, you know, and he, he kinda can figure out the the ways to make things work and work here at Alabama. Uh is that something that uh, Coach DeBoer looks into? Says, "All right, why did Nick? What did he do here?" And then evaluate. Okay, why did he do it? Maybe I did it different at Washington. Um, is there a balance there between just being yourself and also maybe using some of the things that Coach Saban did that seems to work well? He work well here at Alabama. Well, he'd be derelict in his
3: duties if he didn't try to understand to some degree without spending the majority of his time on it, figuring out why Nick Saban was Nick Saban and why he was able to unlock the power of Alabama, the power of that brand, and use it uh, to the utmost of his ability and its ability. That, But you can't, as you said, try to be Nick Saban. Learn what worked for Nick Saban but if you're not comfortable with certain things or it doesn't feel like you or that's not your personality, and I can't think of a good example right now, but you, you do have to be who you are. You're not going to be successful. You're not going to be successful in recruiting, not in not over the long haul, maybe maybe in certain cases. But if you're not genuine, if you're fake or phony in, in any way, recruits are going to know that. Families are going to know that um seven on seven coaches are going to know that the people who the people you got to deal with when you're recruiting now you know agents essentially that players can can have in their corner they're going to know whether you're real or not and word will get around
2: yeah um you know coach Saban whatever it's fine he, he never had anything really to do with the local media Uh he, he wasn't going to give you a I think we had him on the radio once, uh, and maybe he did the Birmingham show, but he did more national stuff, maybe because it had a bigger reach. They say Coach DeBoer will do a lot of local stuff. We'll see how he handles, uh, opening up practice, uh, because if he opens it up, there'll be a ton of people coming. He maybe he'll adjust that as he goes. How does he handle that? The media and maybe the practice situations. Uh, Does he do the same thing he did at Washington, which I'm not 100% sure what that is.
3: Well, (laughs) I can still remember the day that Nick Saban was introduced, the day that he had his his opening press conference in Tuscaloosa. They had breakout sessions. They had one with the print media, when there was print media, one with the electronic media, and I, I can distinctly remember sitting in a conference room there in the football building and him basically laying down the law on how he operates. That, you you know, we were not going to talk to assistant coaches. We were not going to talk to freshmen. This was going to be a one-voice operation, and that voice was going to belong to him. And and he was – he had a (laughs) – again, he had a philosophy – and a strategy in every area of running a program, including dealing with the media. But I will say, I will correct you a bit, Barry, in that, and I think this changed over time. I think he became more of a national media guy as time went on, and he had the kind of success that they had. But he was accessible. For I know, I mean, I can speak for myself. If I wanted to do a one-on-one interview with him, now, again, there was, a, there was a process you had to go through. You had to reach out to Jeff Purinton was his guy at the time. Of course, he's moved on and become an athletic director at Arkansas State. But, you, would, you know, you'd go through Jeff and you would, you'd have to tell him, okay, this is what – you don't just say, I want 30 minutes with Nick Saban, open-ended. You'd have to say, okay, I want to talk about this and this and this. And you would find a mutually agreeable time. It might be over lunch they might ask you to order they might ask what you wanted for lunch and they'd order it in so he could kill two birds with one stone and eat while you were while you were talking um, but he was accessible and I think I don't know if I did a you know 8 10 12 one-on-ones with him over the years I think only once I think only one time when I asked that he was unavailable but he was, he was accessible on, you could get him on the phone. Now again, didn't do it every week, every every other week. But if it was something, especially if it was something serious or potentially controversial that I was working on and I needed his his comment or his feedback on, you know, I could get him on the phone. Again, didn't, didn't happen all the time, but, but at least from my experience, he was far more accessible, I think, than most people realize uh, uh with with some with some media but he was a national a national media guy there's no doubt he favored the national media uh assert, you know he developed relationships with guys like Chris Lowe for example who may have been uh, number 1 on the list cer- certainly in most recent years in in having access to Nick Saban. yeah that um the the 12 team playoff is uh, somewhat different um, is there any, any thoughts on that as far as B- Barry's always mentioned the number of, te- number of games that the team has to play in order to get to the finals? Uh, any thoughts about the media on that and your thoughts about that? Well, the, the biggest thought I have is what it's doing for the calendar. It's pushing the college football season for a few teams anyway, Two teams in particular, are the ones that make the championship game, deeper into, into January, and think about what that might do to a situation Basketball. like we just had. The, well, the, well, basket. Well, that's that's true. That's true too. But but think about coaching changes and the portal opening up when your head coach leaves. And, and now, uh, obviously three of the four of the final four <laughs> playoff te- or the only four playoff teams this year changing head coaches is not normal but that's what we just had so each of those schools each of the- each of those rosters had 30 days to decide to go elsewhere but then you run into issues with the academic calendar when classes start at individual schools so it now when what's the championship game uh, next season, January 20th, I believe, something like, we're, we're just moving, we're moving close, you know, I, I fear that we are, and this has always bothered me, and I'm sure you guys as well, that it does encroach on basketball more yeah. and more. Yeah. Especially if you're at a program like Alabama that was in the playoff virtually every year, what, eight out of ten years, and you expect that they're going to be there a bunch uh, in the new format as well, well, there are, Times that it does affect basketball crowds and basketball enthusiasm and basketball focus in the community in the local media etc so I, I I don't like it for a lot of reasons, but that's uh, those are a couple um,
2: Kevin no, Kevin Skarbansky um Dad and I were talking at the beginning of the show that we're worried about Miss Terry. Uh, You know, Nick's down there in Jupiter. He's playing golf with all the celebrities every day. And, you know, she gets down to Jupiter. Nobody really knows who she is. Uh, You know, and she's trying to maybe find her way. Well, I think Coach may be able to handle the retirement thing pretty good and stay busy. Now, when the season starts, I do think it's going to be uh, a little a little tough for him uh, because he's a competitive guy but uh i bet it's difficult for her she was you know when she g- goes out of here everybody's just all over her and bra- bragging on her and uh but down there it's probably a, a lot more difficult for her, don't you think
3: you know that's that's a really good observation that i have not heard anyone else uh make or even discuss what life is going to be like for her now? Yeah, I mean, certainly she'll get to spend more time with her family, with her, you know, with her her children, grandchildren, etc., extended family. But being the wife of the Alabama head football coach was the role that Terry Saban was born to play. Yes, she was a natural at it. It was, it came easy to her, not that she didn't work hard because she worked hard and she was in the community. As you said, you know, the work that they did with, uh, Nick's kids, for example, just to use one, uh, getting, getting to know the players. I mean, she was, you know, you you start out when you're in youth sports and, and of course, (laughs) you know, you have team moms, everybody needs a team mom, right? Who's going to bring the snacks? To the uh, to the travel ball tournament on Saturday. Who's going to plan the team party at the end of the season? Uh, you know, little things like that. Well, she was on, on a much bigger scale. Obviously, she was the great. She was a she was a Hall of Fame team mom, and also she engendered such goodwill. You know, Nick wasn't a guy that that did that. For, you know, with the media, for example, as you, as you mentioned, he didn't get to know a lot of people. And, and I'll be honest, even though, even though I felt like I had pretty good access to him, I don't feel like I, I ever got to know him personally. We never discussed personal things. We didn't talk about my family. We didn't talk about his family. We didn't talk about baseball. We didn't talk about a lot of other things. Um, we talked business whenever we talked, but Terry was so personable and she, you know she had a smile on her face every time you you ran into her she'd give you a hug and and she and it was just and it wasn't fake or phony or I'm doing this to make you feel good about Alabama football because maybe my husband is is not the most personable person when it comes to dealing with the media in general it was just real it was who she was and i hope she enjoys retirement as much as he does because we no one was, until you mentioned that Barry but Terry Saban just retired as as the Alabama team mom as well, and so I hope it. I hope she's living her best life from here. Yeah, I think it's hard. Uh, that uh, switching over to Auburn, we got some Auburn fans. I listen. I guess the offensive coordinator at Auburn, uh, Nick's kid who worked with Hugh at Ole Miss, is going to be the OC, but, but but he doesn't call plays, and so that take that that puts the that puts. Hugh in charge. He didn't, he didn't put it that way, but it's a little bit of a phony deal there to me. Um, if the plays go good, uh, I'm the head coach. I'm going to take it. Um, on the defensive side, you have a, a football coach who goes to Florida, which is not a good place to go right now. You hire two good defensive coaches. DJ's good, and I think the um, one that hired from, from Kelly is very, very good from but uh, to me, the I don't know how to say this. The, the staff there has been disassembled. It's been I don't like it. It doesn't work. I'm going. I, I, I want to call the place, so I'm going to hire an OC. But I'm going to still call. I'm going to call him. He's not really going. It's it's kind of disassembled down there to me. I, am I wrong? I, I I hope I'm wrong. Am I wrong on that? Well- no, <laughs> I, I don't know, but I certainly have questions, and I think a lot of people do about the staff that he put together. Uh, you know that he had. You know there are a couple of reasons we can't really get into of why he had to do that. So, why he had, why certain changes had to be made? So, it does look uh, unusual from the outside, and I'm in just the offensive coordinator position slash title uh, alone has been sense. so bizarre I mean Lane Kiffin you know the snarky the snarky uh, uh, statement that he put out uh, basically scoop first of all scooping Auburn on the higher which you know nobody ever does that and making the point that he had never called plays before. Because that was a thing – and I don't know that this is – I don't know that anybody's fully gotten to the bottom of this. You know, that was a thing. Supposedly, if he left for a coordinator job to to call plays, there there was no buyout or a lesser buyout. But if he left without the opportunity to call plays, then there was a buyout. So do we really Uh, think, though – I mean, I don't think he's calling plays. I think we need ask you this Right in the middle of this. So I don't even know. But there's just confusion. Again – this goes back to, and we talked about this during the season line. you has not seemed comfortable uh, since he's been there, and he certainly has not seemed like he's in command of that program. Was Cadillac fired? Uh, Cadillac, I will say, did not really have a choice. <laughs> you can you, I don't know if you want to use the F word for that, but uh, I don't think he had a choice. Well, I need to ask it right in the middle of your conversation. I apologize. but well, can, is, can he paid, is, is he getting paid all his money?
2: Did he, ever, uh, did he have a
3: contract, I, right? I'm sure there was. I, I don't know this to a 100% certainty, but I'm guessing there was some kind of a uh, settlement, severance, whatever.
2: So I'm speculating. If I got a contract, unless I did something wrong, you, you got to pay me my money, right? You can't no negotiate, and you just pay me my. Con- I'll go away, you just pay me my contract. I, don't know.
3: Uh, this, I can't. This, this uh, is a sensitive one, guys. Okay. I can't really. <laughs> I can't really, because uh, I don't know. Again, I don't know to a hundred percent certainty yeah. what happened. I feel like I have a pretty, pretty good handle on what did happen, um, and why he and Zach Etheridge are no longer there. But uh, again, it was not. It was not voluntary. Uh, it was yeah. not. What was? What? What did the press releases say? Uh, left to pursue other opportunities. Well, yeah, you don't. Do yeah, that.
2: yeah. No, you don't do that. You don't fire you and get paid. Uh, so if something happens, something, yeah. there's something in the woodpile there.
3: Yeah. yeah, there's a. Uh, well, again, it just goes back to, it just, it just doesn't. It's not, not, it's not harmonious, shall we say? Uh, and that, look, every, every staff isn't full of guys who get along, and you know they have family barbecues together like Coverville uh, had at one point. He's calling the barbecue bunch with you Nall and Eddie grand and some some pretty good pretty good football coaches who were were really good at what they did. And but they also got along really well for the most part. And of course Tommy, you know, <laughs> he talked about talk about upsetting the Apple cart when he brought in Tony Franklin his last year, which kind of spelled doom for everyone. That was the square peg round hole kind of deal. But, uh, yeah, I just, don't, I just don't know. I don't know about the staff. I don't, I'm still not convinced that you is going to get this done the way Auburn expects it to get done, So, uh, especially in the 16-team SEC. So we'll see. But as usual with Auburn, there's never a dull moment.
2: Let me, let me speculate, and then we'll let you go, Kevin. So basically okay. call, call him in and say, look, we could pay you nothing, but we're going to give you a little something here. But when you go away – you keep the mouth shut. There's no, there's no talking here. We're going, we're going to take care of it a little bit here. And, uh, if you don't, then we're going to have to, this everything's going to come out. So there was some hush money, maybe you could call it. Is that right? Uh, that's,
3: uh, that sounds like semi-informed speculation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, we'll That's we,
3: as far as I'll go. We'll quit digging. <laughs>
2: we'll quit picking at you. All right, uh, Kevin, tell everybody. We didn't even talk hoops either, uh, but tell everybody where they can find you and get all your great stuff.
3: Yeah, the best thing to do is follow me on Twitter slash X, uh, at Kevin Skarbinski. Keep it simple, and you'll get links to all of the, the work that I do my Monday columns in the lead, the Birmingham lead that's L E D E go to birminghamlead.com and subscribe to that daily publication, or you can subscribe to my newsletter, Scarbo knows that comes out every Thursday morning. Uh, again, straight to your inbox. And if you subscribe to that, you can do that through al.com slash sports. You also will get everything that I write for the lead. And of course I do other freelance work. So working on a couple projects, uh, uh, maybe one day we'll be able to mention and and uh, just keeping busy.
1: Thank you, Kevin.
3: Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, guys. Have a great week. All well, right, uh, Barry, we're gonna go do whatever you had to do. We got to get Ben on
2: just as quick yeah, as we we're can. We're gonna take oh. this break and then have another quick segment and then break, and then we'll get Ben on right at eight. This is Todd, one hundred point nine, the home of Alabama Sports.
5: Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up a few minutes of mostly minor delay on Highway 69. We're looking at a 14 to 15 minute drive both ways between 15th Street and Mid-Larry Road if you're traveling 2059 from Skyland Boulevard. At Birmingham
0: Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner too. Birmingham Racecourse Casino off I 459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Must be 21 or older. Tide
6: 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A nice warm up today, the sky partly to mostly sunny, the high 61. Tonight becoming cloudy, there could be a few sprinkles around, the low at 36. Tomorrow's sunny and cooler, the high 52. And Thursday, a sunny day with a high at 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 30 Weather Center on Tide. Tide 100.9. It's 32 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Where the season never ends. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. It's screaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
2: Well, welcome back to Inside the Lockerbie. You know, when you got a three-year contract, you don't all of a sudden adjust. Uh, I'm just going to go spend time with my family. Uh... So I don't know, I got a couple of texts coming in now. Maybe I ain't going to report it, but uh, anyway. All right, we'll go ahead and take this top of the hour break. Uh, we'll get back. we we'll have Ben Robertson, who's with the Lexington Herald, covering Kentucky basketball, but also covering all of the SEC. We'll talk a little hoops well, with Ben. You're to Todd, 100.9. This is he home of Alabama Sports.
0: Shop at over 2,000 stores nationwide. Use the store locator to find the store closest to you. All pets are unique. Your pets' results can and will vary. such and data rates may apply. Studies available upon request.
10: Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southern Wood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves. To tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is a pressure treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet. Look at you. They talk
0: Tide Basketball. Don't miss the Crimson Tide Basketball pregame show brought to you by Pritchett Moore Insurance, Tuscaloosa's best choice for business and personal insurance for 90 years.
2: Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself
9: and your benefits.
2: Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of
6: Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov slash fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial seven one one for TTY accessibility
0: Here's
1: Eddie Garcia. Triggered NBA games of note. The Nuggets knock off the Bucks, 113 to 107. Spoiling the Milwaukee head coaching debut of Doc Rivers, Nicole Jokic, a triple double in the win, 25.16 rebounds and 12 assists. Celtics are an NBA best 36 and 11. They beat the Pelicans 118 to 112. Timberwolves are the top team in the West at 33 and 14 after a big 107 101 win in Oklahoma City over the Thunder. So Minnesota leads the Western Conference by a half game on Denver and one game on Oklahoma City. City. Clippers fall to the Cavaliers 118-108. Suns over the heat in Miami 118-105. 76ers lose to the Trailblazers 130-104. to Lakers fall to the Rockets 135-119. College basketball number four Houston beat Texas in overtime 76-72. Number seven Duke wins at Virginia Tech 77-67. And news from the NFL where the Chargers reportedly finalized a deal to hire Ravens Director of Personnel Joe Ortiz as their new GM.
2: Welcome back to the Inside of the Locker Room. Andrew Canifer helps us start this eight o'clock hour. He's my Allstate insurance agent. Let him become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard. Suite three over in Norport. Don't just pay the bill. Know exactly what you're paying. Andrew will take great care of you. He and his staff. two zero five seven two two nine two zero one. Looking for home, life, auto, uh, umbrella policy. Whatever you need, Andrew and his staff will take. Great care of you. All right, get to the Ender Conifer Hotline. He covers uh, the University of Kentucky with Lexington Herald Leader. We've had him on, um, it's been a while, but uh, maybe the first time this basketball season, but Ben Roberts. Good morning, Ben. How are you? Hey, Ben, good morning. Good, how are you all doing? We're good, bud. Uh, appreciate, I appreciate
3: you being on, Barry, and I do. Um, I want to ask you this. I, uh, on one hand, uh, Kentucky... Uh, does not have a good shooting team. I know they're going to make ten threes. I got all that. They don't get the they don't get the looks with the three that some other teams do. Yet they jack it up. On the other hand, they've got the skill the skill maybe to to win the league. I'm uh, I keep up with SEC basketball about as good as anybody in the world. Uh, I I can't decide about Kentucky. So I'll just be honest with you. I, they Defense play run with it good. And I listen to all this crap that Jimmy, we know what his name's, yaks all the time about. But I, they don't shoot good threes, and I don't think they're going anywhere nationally. Correct me if I'm wrong, and tell me, tell me, tell me the real Kentucky, please.
9: Yeah, I mean, I think for the most part of this season they've uh, they've moved the ball around. It, it, when they're not moving the ball around, when the ball kind of sticks, that's when they. Uh, that's when they get bad looks and that's what that's what's happened the last couple games and it's been their two worst offensive games uh the season so far and it happened a couple times a little earlier in the schedule um for the most part though they they moved the ball pretty well and and they uh you know they in the past they haven't been good shooting teams at all and so is this a good three point shooting kind
3: of, team ben
9: oh yeah 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 they've uh, i mean they were they were top 10 hmm. nationally okay. For most of the okay. season, they're uh, okay. a little outside of that now, but I mean, wrong. really, what's happened these yeah. last these last two games? They scored 62, 63 points. Um, they're their lowest by far. Uh, had one hundred and five against Georgia, the the game before this little uh, this two game skid. But um, I mean, I, I, the biggest knock on this team is is defensively. They just and they they played better at Arkansas. Of course, Arkansas is kind of a mess right now. Uh, so we'll see how that carries over into yeah, this. Well, week, two big games
2: this week. They're shooting. forty percent yeah, from three. Well, yeah.
3: but, you know, and a lot of this depending on the on the defense. The defense makes you a good or bad shooter. I I, I know all that. I understand that. Um, Barry says I'm uh, is indicated I'm wrong. Uh, so maybe maybe I am wrong. Yeah.
2: Yeah, forty percent from three. That, whew, that's got to be high, right, Ben? That's got to be sure it is. Sure it is. Yeah, I didn't look
9: at. It. Yeah, I mean forty. Yeah, I think forty is the is the high. I think exactly sure it is. 40 is it's high good. For, uh, I'm NBA. dead wrong. <laughs> well, no, but they have, they have struggled these last couple games, and and that's offensively that's where they've had hiccups has been when they haven't been sharing the ball. Um, and they didn't they didn't do that well at all against South Carolina. I think into that game with seven assists. And then Arkansas, it was kind of the same problem, and it led to spacing issues. And, and again, they just really, really struggled offensively. So, uh, you know, it, before that, it was the reverse. They were this great offensive team and couldn't play defense at all. On Saturday, it was the exact opposite of that. So we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow with Florida and then Tennessee coming to town on Saturday. Wow.
2: Um, you know, Nick Saban, obviously, just retired. He could have stayed here forever. Uh <laughs> you know, John Calipari, uh, they were, they were one time the Kentucky people just absolutely adored him, and he can handle the Kentucky job and what it comes with Only certain people can handle these jobs, the Alabama yeah. football and Kentucky uh, basketball. Where is the fan base with John Calipari right now? seems like they, they're kind of hot and cold. Where are they currently with him?
9: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been hot and cold. It's been hot and cold this season, I feel like. You know, they started the season off, um, obviously, by kentucky standards the postseason success has not been where it should be the last few seasons i've been to a final four since 2015 which you know around here is uh the the sky is falling if something like that happens um i haven't won a title since 2012 um had two or three teams that looked like they should have gotten to the final four and, and didn't so coming into this season with cal going back to kind of this all freshman or mostly freshman roster there was a lot of skepticism but uh they I think most people have kind of come back around just because this team's been so electric and fun to watch. Um I mean obviously they had success, especially a couple years ago with with the Sheepway led team and getting a two seed in the tournament, of course lost the first round. Uh but even that team wasn't very very fun to watch. It wasn't really uh you know something that that got a lot of people excited. Uh with Reed Shepard, obviously a Kentucky kid. And some of these other freshmen, uh, people are really, really kind of jumping back on the bus this season.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, well Shepard, of course, is a great shooter. He's—he oh, makes it up for the forty. I—I I still think I'm not completely wrong. Uh, there, there are four teams that have a shot to win the round robin. If you're big in that, I was a tournament guy more than round robin. Uh, and those are—that's Kentucky, Alabama, Auburn, and Tennessee. Those four teams, one of those is, or two of those are going tied, tie at 14-4, 13-3, uh, 15-3, yeah. or somewhere in there. Uh, tell our listeners which team is going to be at the top.
9: Cool, <laughs> man, that's tough right now. You know, a week ago I would have said Auburn the way they were playing, but then they come out and lose two in a row. Um, I think Kentucky is the most talented, but that obviously, you know, yeah. as young as they are, that, that, that doesn't always uh, mean as much. I don't know that I could pick one of those four right now. I'm really interested to see Tennessee <laughs> yeah. Tennessee's got South Carolina tonight. Um yeah. South Carolina's playing really well. Uh and then they they come they come to Lexington Saturday. Uh I think maybe hopefully uh, by by the end of this weekend maybe we're in a little better position to 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 name something like that. But man, all four of those teams are, are looking really good and looking like they could possibly make runs in the postseason too.
2: Uh, we're talking with Ben Roberts with Lexington Herald. Ben, I don't know how much you've gotten to watch Alabama. Uh, a lot of people here, uh, you know, they kind of got frustrated with them, but they schedule so difficult when well, you play Purdue, Arizona, yeah. uh, play at Creighton. A lot of teams are going to lose those games. But they've gotten in the conference and those, uh, tough non-conference games have helped them. Uh, they're currently, uh, leading the SEC, it's pretty amazing, really. With Nate Oates only having three players back from last year's uh, team, just your thoughts about what you've seen from Alabama?
9: Yeah, I mean, I, I saw the Auburn game, and I've seen, uh, I saw, uh, what was it, Missouri? I guess I've seen bits and pieces of them over the course of the, especially the SEC season. And yeah, it's another. I mean, it's another impressive team that he's put together. And and yeah, you'd you'd expect both with the schedule that they played early on and like you said the all the turnover um which a lot of obviously a lot of teams are doing all turnover these days with the transfer portal and everything but um you know when you're number one seed of the, or the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament and you lose as many guys as he, he lost uh there's going to be some continuity issues and some chemistry issues early on but from what I've seen here lately uh and I know you guys have watched them a lot more than I have but from what I've seen they they seem to be figuring that out and they just have so many weapons it seems like uh you know a few different guys that that any given night uh could could kind of go off and, and maybe uh carry the load for you which which i think is similar with kentucky similar with tennessee and and then auburn is another team that's that's just uh so so deep this season
3: oh we get we get a, a good feel for the seven foot two kid who i can't pronounce his name so i won't try to <laughs> we scored the 13 points in in 16 minutes or whatever, 16 points in the third, whatever he did. I watched it, and everybody went crazy. Uh, yeah. And they've got two or three other big guys with him. Are these guys going to make an impact enough to to make Kentucky better as the season goes along in these last 11 games?
9: Yeah, I think they will. I, I think the uh, kind of the interesting part is all three of those guys have, uh, have kind of had their star moments, and then – also, they've, they've really all disappeared at times. Um, and it seems like they – I don't think it's a stretch to say that they they really haven't had more than one of them play well on any given night. Onyenso and, and Bradshaw played pretty well against Carolina together. Um, that was before Z um, made his debut. But, it, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And You know, the other thing is all three of them were out to the start the season. So this kind of electric offense, this more small ball – uh, quote unquote modern offense that that cow was playing early on uh, he's had to switch that up to a degree to find playing time for these guys because he was starting Trey Mitchell who's a, a power forward and you know closer to a three than a five he was playing him as his, as a center pretty you know pretty much the entire game early on so now he's you know Bradshaw Z they're both they both play on the perimeter they can do stuff out there they can they can hit threes. But it's really a, a really a different setup that he's that he's trying to figure out, and I think that's going to be a process. And and you know we're we're getting pretty late in the season here, but he hasn't really found um, I don't think the rotations he wants, or even the, the lineup combinations he wants uh, in uh, in key moments of the game. Well, I, I don't expect you to know this, but I'll ask you anyway. <laughs> um,
3: do you know behind the scenes what's happened at Arkansas with the two kids that quit? I mean, they I don't. Kind of no, I.
9: Uh, okay. Yeah, no, I was down there in Fayetteville on Saturday and yeah, sitting really um, nice. there waiting for waiting for tip off. And uh, ten minutes before tip off, they just sent out a one-sentence release that said Debo had stepped away from the team. And um, yeah, I mean, they've uh, obviously to start the season a ton of talent on that team. And uh, you know, just from watching them play, I, you know, I watched the Duke game, watched the Texas A and M game. For the most part, they just they, they just cannot. Put the pieces together, and, and obviously, um, you know, kind of a, a team in turmoil right now. Will oh. Kentucky go to Auburn and win? Uh, <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be a tough one. Um, you know, they have played four road games so far, have lost two of them, and the other two came down. You know, basically yep. to the the last couple minutes. Um, and well, Auburn doesn't shoot it great either. They don't, and they can go cold, and, and I think that's. You know, across the SEC, I, I think that's going to be an issue. Across college basketball, you've seen it. Um, you can get, not that Kentucky winning Auburn would be any big, great upset, but, you know, a, a team goes cold, uh, that, that's it. And, you know, there's not really a result that, that would surprise me down there because uh, Kentucky has enough talent to beat anybody by double digits in the country when yeah. they're on. And Auburn, we've seen, especially in that atmosphere, they've they've got going on uh, on their home court right now. They can beat anybody by double digits. Uh, if they're I could probably beat anybody by 20 at home when they're on. So yeah, that, that's, uh, that's one that's, that's, uh, circled here as, as far as, uh, you know, yep. looking forward to that one to see what happens. Yeah, I that, sure that home
2: It's worth 10 points, uh, to Auburn in my <laughs> opinion. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. crazy. Uh, being, what, what in the world are we going to do with Louisville? I know the people in Lexington are <laughs> loving it. Uh, Whew, that thing is bad. There's no way he survives that, right? Boy, who would? Uh, yeah. Who would be the the right fit to go to Louisville and get that thing turned back around?
9: You know, I don't know. There some of the names. Uh, Mick Cronin seemed to be the name that was talked about the most earlier this season. But obviously, UCLA's had their issues, and you know he's he's made some comments, at press conferences, and 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 stuff that uh, haven't landed very well. Um you know they're they're folks in Louisville are talking about Jay Wright that's not gonna happen nah. um I, I it's that's gonna be an interesting search and no i don't i I don't see any way that that Kenny survives um you know there's been speculation at points in the season that that they would uh they would cut ties with them before the season's even over. um I don't really see the upside in that. But uh, after the season's over, I think it's been made pretty clear that they're gonna they're gonna look elsewhere. But I don't think there's any sort of uh, you know slam dunk candidate um, or anybody necessarily even at the top of the list right now that that makes the most sense. Right, but it's still you know as as bad as they've been, obviously the last couple seasons and and you know the the stuff that's happened with that program the last several years. That should still be a easily a top ten. Job nationally with the resources and the fan base and everything they've got going on over there.
2: Yeah, that Corona, that'd be an interesting name. Uh, you know, he said COVID. Nick has, yeah. Nick yeah. Has.
3: yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ben, uh, besides the, I guess the two or three big guys, I don't even know the names of all of them. I should. Uh, is Kentucky doing any more recruiting for next year? Are they are they, where are they with their recruiting? If they have any.
9: Yeah, they've got a, really the, the only high school kid that's kind of on their radar for this class is Carter Knox, who's the younger brother of Kevin Knox, who obviously yeah. was their leading scorer a few seasons ago, um, ended up being a first round pick. But they've already got a, they've, they've got the number two class nationally. They've got, um, a couple of really? big guys. Stompto Serial's more of a, they call him Baby Shaq. <laughs> he's, he's not, okay. he's not quite there yet. No, nobody, nobody is, but, uh, He's more of a throwback, uh, big, athletic, long shot-blocking center. They've got a kid named Jaden Quaintance, who's um, I think most people actually list him as a center, but he's uh, he's more of a four. He could play the four, could play the five, he could step out on the perimeter. But a big body, he's not one of these like skinny skinny guys who um, you know are listed as fives and, and can't really bang around. He, he can bang around in there, but he can also he's got a great jump shot, three-level score. I think he's the most interesting player in that class. They got Travis Perry, who um, is a, it broke the all-time Kentucky points record that, that had been been around for decades. He uh, did that at the end of his junior season, and he's playing for, uh, you know, well, the reason they're one of the best teams in the state because he's on the team, but uh, he, he's a little guard from Western Kentucky um, who's a shoe-in for Mr. Basketball this season in Kentucky. So they, they got Reed Shepard last year, though. will Travis Perry this year. Um, they got Billy Richmond up from, uh, Camden, who was, who was, uh, teammates with DJ Wagner and, and Aaron Bradshaw, um, earlier in his, his, uh, his high school career. So, yeah, they, they've got a, they've got a real solid class for next season, but I, you know, I don't think they're going to have much coming back. So, um, he's going to have to retain two or three guys and still probably hit the portal for, for maybe a couple guys. Yeah. I'll I'll I
2: would think Kentucky. <laughs> Just from being around their program when I was in South Carolina, when dad was here at Alabama, they ought to be able to kill it with autograph sessions in NIL oh, for yeah. those kids. Uh, I'm sure yeah. they're taking advantage of that. What is Kentucky doing NIL wise to help put cash in these kids' pockets?
9: Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, some of the numbers we heard, especially with Oscar, she last season are, uh, are, are pretty out there. And, and yeah, I mean, you guys know, how big basketball is around here. And it's not the same as, you know, even in Alabama and Auburn football, you got a, you got 70, 80 yeah. guys. You, you gotta, you gotta try to get money for It's, It's eight or 10 here. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, a, that's a little easier to, to spread around and, and to get these opportunities, but they've got, they've got uh team opportunities with, with some law firms, uh car dealerships. And then they've got obviously the individual stuff where guys kind of get their own deals. They've got guys on, I mean, DJ Wagner's got a, a Nike deal before he even got to uh, before he even got to campus. Um, Reed Shepard, uh, Rob Dillingham's got an autograph signing uh, here in a couple of days. So yeah, I mean they're they're uh, they're 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 doing quite quite well for themselves here with the new rule.
2: Yeah, I imagine they flock because uh, you know how the Kentucky people are. Uh, you know, especially uh, they'll take over Nashville here in a you know about six yeah. weeks. So. Uh, well, Ben, we appreciate you uh, being on. We look forward to that Kentucky-Alabama game. I'm pulling it up here to see exactly when that is. That'll be uh, February 24th. Uh, that'll be the only time they play, and that game will be in Rupp Arena. So that should be should – be
3: Ben, let me bugging. thank you as well. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm not going to bug you a lot about being on, but I am going to bug you occasionally because as we go down the February stretch and into, into March, I'll, I'll bug you a little bit. But I appreciate you being on. Thank you.
9: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, looking forward to those two games with with Auburn and, and Bama, too, uh, next month.
2: Yeah. Thank you, Ben. All
9: right. Thanks a lot, guys.
2: All right. There's Ben Roberts uh, covering Good stuff. Kentucky. Um, this Kentucky, I don't see them as much anymore. You used to be always see Kentucky. Like, I hadn't really even watched them this year, and I've been busy with my team. But are they the same national brand that they've always been? It seems like it's kind of... Faded a little bit. Am I wrong about that? About, the, about them being a national brand? Yeah, I know they are still a national brand, but it, it doesn't even seem like like North Carolina and Duke have kind of faded back a little bit. Is there?
3: I, I think me, I think the media Barry has, has, has mixed up a lot of people who are almost good. Uh, you know, Creighton was good, not great. I didn't think Alabama got beat by them, but. That's, I just think that the media is trying to explore a bunch of more teams. Kansas is not Kansas this year, as you know. Uh, They're just not. And North Carolina is above what they have been doing. They're better. Kansas is not as good. Kentucky I don't know about. I can't decide. Uh, So I think because of the exposure that we're getting all different ways, I may be dead wrong. We're, we're, they're trying to encompass, you know. They just keep on bragging about Houston, and Houston is good. They defend you really good, and but um, I, I don't really know the answer to that. I'll, I'll tell you,
4: I'll yeah. tell you who the media loves is Purdue. I see yeah. Purdue. Well, because Edie. Well, yeah, I think you're right, Coach, because of Zach Eddie yeah. because of the player he is. But yeah. also, you're right, Barry. I think the only time I've really seen Kentucky where it was kind of just forced upon me was when they lost uh, to South Carolina. So very strange.
2: Yeah, they they actually um they're going to play Gonzaga here. You know, I was looking at their schedule thinking, uh, you know, they're playing Gonzaga on the uh 20th of February, but I did look at their schedule and they played Kansas, they they beat North Carolina, they played Miami, so they of course, you know, usually the Kentucky Louisville game is such a big game, but that's and that was at the Yum Center in Louisville, but they beat them 95-76. So um, maybe the opponents that they're playing are not quite as good, so that's affecting those guys as well. Uh, but I, I would think that they could kill it. I mean, kill it in NIL, couldn't they? <laughs> With oh, yeah. autographs. Sales. You know what,
3: I, yeah. Barry, when I was coaching and, and we were just giving, not we, but people were giving this little stuff back a long time ago, what Kentucky would do, They they had a deal downtown. Uh, with with a, a with a clothing store, and nobody was giving anything. And the the main recruits would come in, and Coach Rupp knew it. And Harry Lancaster was the assistant. Harry was um, uh, a great assistant. They would get them down there, and they would give them uh, a suit, uh, try on a vest, try on a suit, a lot of different things. And that was huge. That was what the one. That's what the ones got. That, you know, they really had to have, and that was their cheating, if you want to call it that. Quite, quite unusual.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, but you just, you know, people have gone to the SEC tournament. You know how these people just adore the Kentucky players. Uh, so I would think, uh, they could fill their pockets full of cash. Uh, no, I would think. UNLV should be able to kill it too. With all that money out in Vegas, uh, Justin, you would think they could kill it. But, uh, you got a thought on that, Justin? Justin, you, you, I thought you were about to say something there. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll go ahead and take this break. Open up the phone lines, 205-342-9904. Royal Cleaners, they want to make your life easy. So they'll come right to you, pick up all your cleaning, get it cleaned up and deliver it right back. If you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, Northport, 4851 Rice Mine Road, uh, for all your cleaning needs, let Royal handle it. Give them a call today, 205-391 Zero zero three four. Your list tide. tied one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama Sports.
5: Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center. Biggest backups we're seeing right now are a couple of approaches to the Northport area. We're traveling southbound 43, pretty heavy traffic between Flatwoods and McFarland Boulevard. Same story on southbound 69.
8: If you want to pay more, that's your business. If you want to save, that's our business. Tuscaloosa Hyundai, corner of Skyland and Hargrove.
7: TuscaloosaHyundai.com
0: a nice warm-up today, the sky partly to mostly
6: sunny, the high 61. Tonight, becoming cloudy, there could be a few sprinkles around below at 36. Tomorrow, sunny and cooler, the high 52. And Thursday, a sunny day with a high at 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 35 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9.
2: Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. We want to thank Yellowwood, Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. they a great sponsor on the 7 and the 8 o'clock hour. So go to yellowwood.com to find that dealer that is closest to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. All right. Tonight, uh, Dad, we talked about it. Uh, South Carolina, maybe it's prize team in the SEC did knock off Kentucky, uh, last week. Currently 5 and 2, 17 and 3. So, uh, they're playing themselves into a tournament team, but they're traveling to Tennessee. The odds makers give them no chance. Uh, they got Tennessee as a 14-and-a-half point uh, favorite in this particular game. Uh, why is Tennessee uh, favored so big against a, a team in South Carolina that's played so well?
3: Well, I think, uh, I think Tennessee's aggressive, especially at home. I think they, they play a little bit more aggressive at home. They, they run y'all three-point line. And I think they'll they'll take the uh, meet you whatever, the, the good player that South Carolina has, and I think they'll slow him down, stop him. They did so on Sears. Uh, they made Sears work pretty hard to score, and uh, then the guy that Sears was guarding uh, had to chase, uh, uh, made made Sears chase him pretty good and wore him out. So I think they'll do a good job on the best player or two players that South Carolina has, and. Um, that's the way they play at home. Now they're not quite that good on the road, uh, Tennessee, but uh, they're darn good at home, and they're almost impossible to uh, to beat, as Alabama saw. And um, and I, as I said yesterday, I I thought of the five teams that I, five games that I picked Alabama to have a difficult time with. Uh, Tennessee is one of them. That's a home game, but I, I think i beats about beat Tennessee at home personally. So.
2: Uh, these are trap lines that I don't understand, uh, th- th- this tonight. Uh, the second game, uh, it's a rivalry game. Mississippi State, uh, travels over to Oxford. You would think Ole Miss would be, you know, five or six point favorite uh they're a one and a half point favorite so they're so the people in vegas justin when they do that they're begging you to take ole miss uh because they think mississippi state's gonna win this game uh mississippi state uh does have the big guy inside that played really well against auburn uh they are really solid defensively for ole miss though to go win at texas a&m is a good win um why is Ole Miss, only a one and a half point favorite. That's a trap line to me. Uh, do you think Mississippi State goes over there and beats them tonight? No, I do not.
3: Uh, I think, uh, Mississippi State will try to make it a, 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 uh, shorter game if they can. Um, the inside play of Mississippi State is a new kid that's real, real big from Oklahoma State. He's just okay, I think. I don't know how good. Um, Tua Smith and, and Bell. Have, have alternated inside and done pretty well inside for for state and state shoots the basketball pretty well outside I think home field home feel, home court advantage uh, is big here uh, I think there's a little bit as much as I think of Kermit and what job he does and how he coaches uh, the, you know this just happens when you start winning some games and you won a bunch of games you know against some inferior opponents people get excited. Um, because she had been winning a lot. And so I just think the home court advantage will be a, a factor. I, I don't. What you say the line was, son?
2: One and a half. Uh,
3: I think Ole Miss wins by more than that.
2: Yeah, so um, it's just a weird line. You'd think uh, with Chris Beard, uh, first time against Mississippi State, games uh in Oxford they just come off a great win at Texas A and M that they would be favored bigger than that. But uh I don't know. Uh some some reason Vegas doesn't see it that way. All right, tomorrow, uh five thirty, so if you're gonna watch Bama, uh you gotta get off of work and get home early. But uh Alabama will take on Georgia. Uh this is a game you gotta be careful with. I think everybody's um, you know, thinking Alabama's defense is back. It, they are playing better defensively, but it also has something to do with the opponent that you're playing. Uh, Georgia's been a little bit of a problem. They really had Tennessee beat there and let it get away. They won at South Carolina, which was a big win. They're currently, uh, four and three in the SEC, 14 and six overall. No line out on the game yet. Uh, but, uh, what do you see here with Alabama going to Georgia?
3: I think like Alabama wins in a close one. I, I think it'd be a hard game, as you stated yesterday. I, when I picked the four road games, I thought were the toughest. Plus the one home game, you brought up Georgia, and I guess you could have brought up LSU. Uh, you didn't. I, I thought those were games that were very going to be very difficult on them, but to get by them. And I just assumed them. You know, I tried to study as much as I can. I just felt like that Florida and Ole Miss would be a little bit tougher on the road. Than, 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 Georgia and LSU. Now I may be dead wrong. You know, you may get me in the morning and say, I tell you, dad, you wouldn't listen. Uh, I, I'm not, I, I just think that I think Alabama wins in the close one. If for some reason they don't, it's not because Alabama is bad. It's just, uh, uh, t- uh, Georgia's got some good shooters. Um, I have never felt like that Georgia has had a real home court advantage. I just haven't. I've never felt that way. Uh, when he was there, yes when Hugh Durham was there, but there's nobody listening to our show that remembers when Hugh Durham was there. He was I remember. Mr. Ba- uh, Mr. Basketball for the state of Georgia. I mean, for the University of Georgia. He was whoop, hard to play. The year that we won eight out of nine on the road, uh, I think Farmer made a layup at the buzzer to, to beat him, and, and he went have the official. And uh, so uh, it was uh, back then, but I just don't think, I don't think, and LSU is, trying to get better, and their crowd is better, but they're not quite. Florida is a game, the Florida game for Alabama, I don't mean to change change games with you, but the Florida game against Kentucky, Florida should have won that game against Kentucky at at Florida. I just think Florida is better than I thought. I I had them uh, uh, lower middle uh, before the season after studying them. Uh, Probably I made a mistake there. They're probably middle middle of the league, uh, so I, I think that'll be a big game. So anyway, you're, you're right, Georgia game, 5.30 game tomorrow night will be a very interesting game for Alabama. I think it's a win for Alabama, but I'm not trying
2: to put pressure on I'm just trying to do a radio show. All, All right, right. Uh, real quick, uh, the uh-huh. other game's tomorrow, 7 uh, o'clock. Uh, Florida travels over to Kentucky. These teams will be the second time they've played. Uh, I think Kentucky handles them uh, at home. Uh, am I right there? Oh yeah, they're um, yeah. I forgot who they play. I looked at this. Florida's, so much, that, or... Kintu- Florida's
3: that. Yeah, Kentucky. Florida. Yeah, Kentucky. Kentucky beats Florida. They yeah, just do, right. you can't you can't go in there and do anything about that.
2: All right, Ole Miss. I mean Arkansas, one and six. Uh, a lot of problems going to Missouri. was is zero oh and seven? Um, so Missouri is winless. And, I think Missouri
3: gets their first win. Okay. I really do. I think Missouri lost their two leading scores of last year. They have not played real well. Uh, they're, if their their fans will will, I think will, you know, will stay with them as much as they can. Uh, I think I think Missouri might win their first game.
2: And then lastly. Um... Vanderbilt travels down to Auburn. Probably not a great okay. time for Vanderbilt to be going to Auburn. Uh, coming off. No time. Uh, two losses. Bruce Pearl, uh, has called out some of his players shooting so many threes. So maybe they need to stop shooting. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. so I look for a very focused, uh, Auburn team. I think they blow Vanderbilt out tomorrow night. Yeah. I,
3: I, I don't know that you would agree to this and I, maybe I'm, maybe I don't agree to what I'm saying. I think sometimes. With the the advantage that Auburn has at home, it has more of an effect on them on the road. (laughs) You may may say that, Dad, that's that's crazy, but I I just there's everything is so so upfront, so positive, and so everything at home to to the extent that it's the best. Uh, Does it have an effect a little bit on them on the road? I I thought maybe it might. I, I could maybe I'm
2: just guessing. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, that'll be, uh, the slate. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. But tonight, uh, we'll watch some SEC basketball. We'll talk to, it was nice to talk to Ben Roberts, uh, about yeah, Kentucky. It, you know. And, uh, we'll see if Kentucky can, can win the league this year. I think Alabama, uh, currently in first place, uh, with, uh, Tennessee just a half a game behind both only one, uh, lost there so we'll see as this thing plays out let's talk about bob prince and prince glover and hayes before we get to break
3: prince glover and hayes three four five one two three four have an accident uh either on the highways have somebody come after you uh, at home uh in your neighborhood or anything that uh, is out of the ordinary and you are injured or hurt or you're, you just need some help not only uh physically but financially You need to call Prince Glover and Hayes at 345-1234. Let me tell you something. You need to talk to somebody that's been through that with people. And uh, they've been through it with, with you want to call it the little bodies, not the great big corporate people. They do the corporate stuff, but they do it with the everyday guy who's on the highway and all of a sudden the guy tears into him and, and, uh, you know, tries to get out of the situation. So that's important to me. 345-1234, 345-1234, Prince
2: Clover and Hayes. PrinceLaw.net is the website. Always remember, if they don't win, you don't pay. Not one dime out of your pocket. Uh. Deal or shop at over 2,000
0: stores nationwide. Use the store locator to find the store closest to you. All pets are unique. Your pets' results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. Studies available upon request.
10: Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southern Wood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye. Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is a pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets. Whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet. Look here,
0: at- Johnson. It's the Tide Basketball Post Game Show brought to you by Pritchett Moore Insurance, Tuscaloosa's best choice for business and personal insurance for 90 years. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
2: Welcome back to Inside Locker Room. Right, we got to wait a week uh, for the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. yeah. What were you out to say? Uh, well,
3: tomorrow, we've tried to do the best we could with to mix some football with basketball. We can never get away from football. And so I decided tomorrow that uh, we would go ahead and, and uh, I gave him off a week. So I called Jack last night. I texted him and said, look, you had a week off. We need you on tomorrow. So he's, he's going to be, Jack Crow's going to be on at 7.30. So, we, we're we trying to do what, what this show with Barry and I to to mix both of them together because we're in the mixing season. The basketball is important to us. Not as important to our listeners probably as football, but Jack will you know, will do a good job, uh, always does, and somebody that we want to hear. So Wednesdays sometimes are a little bit difficult because we don't have anybody at the first hour, uh, and Bill handles it the second hour. So the, for you listeners, uh, Jack will be on at 7.30 in the morning.
2: A guy called me last night, Uh Justin. You know anything about Fanduel? I, I didn't realize it was legal in the state of Alabama, but it, it, he said it was now. Uh, so what is you know, that? It's uh, it's like a it's gambling. A, it's sort of it's, like gambling, but it's a, you go on the app Fanduel and you you compete against other people. So you pick. So anyway, he he was – he's from Otumka. And so he called me and said, hey, I pulled up my FanDuel account. I had like $15 in there. So I put an $11 bet down on certain guys to score touchdowns or whatever. And um, and so if you guys remember when uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey McCaffrey went – on that run and he landed on his head which i'm worried about that i don't know (laughs) if his neck has to be completely sore
4: the trainer after that was it looked like he was doing chiropractic stuff on his neck too yeah so
2: christian had already scored a touchdown so he had picked him to score a touchdown we also had picked his backup to score a touchdown well if you remember they put the backup in immediately and he scored the touchdown so what out of I don't know what he bet. I, I do. I got it right. He said it to me, out of six hundred sixty-one people, he came in first place. Uh, his eleven dollar and twenty-five cent bet, he won one thousand and eighty-one bucks <laughs> on Fanduel.
3: Could you and I? Could you and I this next uh, Monday? Could we go against Doug on stuff for the Super Bowl? Yeah. Could we? Yeah. Could you and I bet it? it Cause we, I don't know who
2: he's... Well, he don't oh, know who he's for yeah. himself, but... We, yeah, we, we'll, we'll get to do the prop all, all
3: three, I'll pick somebody, you pick, yeah, well, somebody, we'll, doug we'll doug pick somebody, doug picks pick
2: somebody. say the prop bets. So we'll all do, three of us. We'll do prop yeah, maybe bets. Maybe Justin, with, if you uh, want yeah, to. Yeah, Justin. Care. But you didn't hear me, Justin. So he put $11.25, and out of 661 people, he came Ooh. in first place, and he won 1081 bucks on his $11 bet with fans. I should have been he's, more than I don't, that, don't really
4: though. incriminate the guy, but as far as I'm aware... Those kind of betting is, are not legal.
2: Well, how would it let anything. you? He lives in Wetumpka. Uh
3: I'll be more money not than that. I know, you
4: know, or
2: anything. Oh, for $11? you want, If he'd have put $100 on it, he'd have won 10000 Yeah. Uh, but
4: uh, I've heard VPNs are your workaround. Uh, you didn't hear from
2: I don't know. It. Well, he told me it was legal. But, you anyway, know, I don't know anything about FanDuel. I wouldn't even know where to start. All right, uh, get to the Yellowwood Highlight. Get Tom in. Good morning, Tom.
9: <laughs> Hi, sir.
8: Hi, coach. Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, did y'all talk about the uh hire that uh, Coach DeBoer did for uh for the guy from North Carolina State? Yes. We yeah. Did. Do y'all we did. know him?
2: No. No, no, he's not a on the field coach. He's just right, a guy that's right. gonna he's, come in. Now I thought they were gonna bring in um the guy, oh, uh, what's his dad's the head coach at Central Michigan. I'm drawing a blank now. Uh, what's the head coach at Central Michigan? He's the offensive coordinator here. Michael? Uh, yeah, I thought they were going to bring his son in, but
8: I thought he'd been hired.
2: but. I don't know if that's happening or not. So, uh, we have somebody listening to our show that knows the McEwane family. Text me. So, anyway, he's going to come in and kind of organize the recruiting. I don't know what, the, what is the general manager guy they hire? What is he, what's his, what's he doing? What's
8: he gonna Well, do? I think he's like, uh, carte blanche over everything is the way I read it. Now, I don't know crap, but, uh, hey, I was going to tell you, though, uh, the, the profile on the guy from North Carolina State is, is, uh, the reason that he is a desired uh, individual is because he's so well connected in the state of Georgia. and yeah, I High saw he was. A,
2: he used to be a coach at Norcross and uh, somewhere in Gwinnett County over there. So, uh, right, right, so
3: yeah. yeah. Besides, besides evaluating them and, and and recruiting them and working hard, these guys are going to walk in here and say to each other, "Which way Which ways we, Tomka? Where is we? Tom- where is yeah, Clark? You're right." that That's going to be the, that little part there. My I brought that up today. That's important. You got, I got you better. You got to recruit them now. But you, I don't. I'm not sure
10: exactly where. I'm not sure where Sheffield is.
3: You know, it's well. it, it's a different deal. <laughs>
8: Well,
2: Well, you know, know, coach did a really good job with his camp and they got those kids in here. They, I don't, did they come because they want to be around Coach Saban or what? But they had the football camp going on and all the people that uh, they'd ever wanted to see, they were on this field and And they the prospects up here on the other field. That's a great point.
3: That's a great point there. You talk, you talk about a lean. He leans on Coach Saban to find out about the camp because the camp, you look out the window and you watch them Play, you know, and I you find it. somebody that's a great player that you didn't know was a great player. By the way, he just won the you just won he won the uh, Heisman Trophy one time. Smith kid, yeah.
2: So, so. The, yeah, those <laughs> kids would come here just to be yeah. around Coach Saban now. I've yeah, you lean. Will they still come, Tom? Now that Coach yeah. is not yeah. here? Yeah, I, I,
8: That that that's where uh, I I I disagree a little bit with uh, your take on on this. Is that they. Alabama will draw them in. Yeah. Uh, the name. Yeah. yeah. And,
9: uh,
8: but, but not to the degree that Coach Saban had uh, no, built it up to. Right. But he can't be built up to that again. There's well, no doubt. Well, he just that. has
3: to learn. He has to also has to learn, Kalen, uh, to board us. The tips and things that he does with his camps, because there's a there's a catch to it.
9: He can have, and, uh, uh, okay.
2: he can have Coach Saban work the camp, let him work one of the stations, oh, crap. Live in, the, live in the dorm <laughs> with him. <laughs> okay, we got to open up the comedy hour <laughs> <Damn. laughs>
8: now.
1: Say, Coach, you want to come over here and work the camp? Well, yeah, he, he can have yeah, right. there you go.
8: Miss Terry
3: could could serve Kool Aid. Yeah,
8: Miss Terry could be in
3: charge of hey, registration. Tom, okay, <laughs> I, I
8: get it. Uh, when I call back in, it kills Tom. now. <laughs> 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 Miss Terry needs to be. Hey, hey Tom, Barry started. It, Barry started. It, Tom, Coach, you're <laughs> to,
2: I tell you what, we're going to do. We're going to let you be over the defensive back. Oh station. boy, I tell you what, <laughs> you
8: got. You, you, you've gone without coffee too long. You need to get a shot. This, could, this, this,
2: Kool-Aid's, Kool-Aid's, too, this Kool-Aid's too sweet. I don't think that Coach... <laughs> you think Coach would think he's above working uh, Coach DeBoer's camp? Would you have to pay him? Do I have to
8: answer that? Would yes, you have enough. to pay him? <laughs> Hey, I will say this, though. A move that he made yesterday I thought was uh, good, and I was glad to see it, is he announced the coaching clinic that uh, when it was going to be, and that that's a... That's a big deal. Hey, hey, Tom, you want me to give you some
3: inside information? Yeah. You want it? Okay. You know who is right by Coach Saban's side through all this the whole time from, from and for the future? You know who's right by him? Who? Cedric. Really? Going to stay right with him. With Coach
2: Saban? Really? Yep. That's why I want to so, come on?
3: So no, I don't know that. I'm just, I'm, I'm, mouth. I'm guessing. I'm 90% correct.
8: I listen right. to language You're and talking. He's it. got a wing. He's got a wing. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm, I'm just it. saying to you this.
3: If, if. Uh, if he's over at that at that stadium and he decides he wants a hamburger, Fedby's over bad to get it for him. Well, I mean, they're over
2: there by, right there by Rammer Jammer. Oh, I mean, I, on come screen. on, Barry. You know what I'm talking about. I'm sitting over there right there at Rammer Jammer. Well, the okay, this, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but Tom, I'm, I, I, need I ain't, you do this I ain't wrong much. Tom, I need you to do this well, for me. Well, i tell you
8: what. Tom, will you, tell you
2: will you do this for What's me? Will you do this for me? What's that? So, supposedly... And I'm not one to t- gossip a lot. so. But supposedly, something happened in Nashville at the bowl is why Cadillac and them guys ain't there no Yeah, more. I
8: got that too. I heard that. What happened? Heard, what was it? I heard there was a fist fight amongst coaching staff. Wow. Okay.
7: And, uh, and
8: uh, I, I don't know. I, the person that told me that was an Auburn fan. Yeah. But... At the time, did not know it, all the details, and so I didn't call it in. You know what I mean? Yeah. I usually call it in, but uh.
2: <laughs> so, we had some problems in Paradise in Auburn. So, well, I think you, you, you nailed
8: it. Way, you know, you nailed it way before. That came out. You said something's wrong down there.
2: Yeah, you just, just don't say I'm, I'm. going to spend more time with my family. When I got a three-year contract. You just don't do that. So I think they said, "Look, we got you for calls. You're not going to get all your money, but we're going to give you this number right here. But if you if you want to take this number, then there's be no talking. You got it? Yeah. If I heard talk, there was
8: a lot of dissension on that staff. So yeah. If you talk, there had, had to be. There had to be. Oh, yeah. a
2: the guy leaves there and goes to Florida? And, the, and he yeah. says, Cadillac, you and I got about... And ship. You he got, went to Florida, a sinking ship, Co. Yeah, you got 30 I minutes know. to decide what you want to do. Either take this money, or you're going to get nothing. Let me know in 30 minutes.
3: Uh, yeah, see, I used to have the athletic director on Mississippi State, and yeah. he's a, since he's been to Auburn, I haven't called him. But through this all this
2: stirring up, I'm afraid to call them. you'll say no. Yeah, I, may, uh, I, I may do a little I digging would. on this, but uh, I don't want to. Uh, it's probably personal. Thank you, Tom. Hey, yeah. See y'all.
8: Have a good
2: one. Alright, take this last break and get out of here for the Gary Harris Show. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports.
5: Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the town's Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up a stalled vehicle eastbound McFarland before Lurleen Wallace Really not seeing a whole lot of impact from this. In fact, it looks like it might have moved on. Was blocking the left lane there for a while. Very minimal, if any, backup through the intersection there. You're moving along at posted speeds and no big problems along the main lanes of 2059 from Foster's out to Cottondale. And the drive on Skyland Boulevard is moving nicely as well. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero.
0: Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show.
8: Hey, everybody, it's Gary Harris. Coming up on Tuesday's Gary Harris Show at 9 a.m., the Rocket Man, Rudy Arman, from 977 ESPN Radio in Huntsville. Join us at Bama Football and Basketball Plus. We'll have an NFL expert on to preview the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the 49ers. All that and more on the Gary Harris For his clients,
1: Remember M for money and Mez Reno. If it has a logo on it, call me, 205-800-8000. Tide 100.9
6: Tuscaloosa Weather. A nice warm up today. The sky partly to mostly sunny, the high 61. Tonight becoming cloudy. There could be a few sprinkles around, below at 36. Tomorrow sunny and cooler, the high 52, and Thursday, a sunny day with a high at 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 35 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis. Every Weekday on Inside the
8: Locker Room.
2: Right here on Tide 100.9. All right, that's it for today's show. We'll uh, be back with you bright and early tomorrow at uh, 7 a.m. Jack Rowe will join us at 7.30. Bill Cameron will join us at 8.15. We'll talk about uh, the Auburn game as they take on Vanderbilt tomorrow. Look for them to steamroll the Commodores. Gary Harris show is next, so keep it locked in. Looks like a beautiful, beautiful day outside. I'm actually um, giving my guys off. I might go hit some golf balls. Gary can do something different and not look any film. I don't want to do anything basketball today, so I'm taking a day away. Give us the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Have a great day, everybody.